Breathing space fading frontier includes mature content such as adult language, sexual situations, violence, and substance use. This episode contains a main character death, implied suffocation, and physical injury. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. I ain't got no home to go to, ain't got nothing to sell, but my stars will never leave me even when I'm sold to hell. I was born under a blue sky and I'll die out in the black. When I'm gone, don't no one mourn me, cause my debts will drag me Beginning on-site service report, Ariel Addison of Red Sky Technical Services speaking. Contract number YMT-309C. Today is day four of contract week 29. Time is 1440 LMST. I've located CCAL M612, approximately 300 meters south of the Hellas to New Philly Turnpike near Radio Beacon 5-8. At present, the unit appears to be attempting to drive through a... Seven meter tall chunk of fine Martian sandstone. <sighs> this is quite the path you picked out for yourself there, champ. Good work. Credit to your predecessors. You'd make opportunity proud. Alright, you big bust. You large robot. First things first. Let's get you to stop mashing your face into that boulder, yeah? Override accepted. The navigation system of this Yukon Sea Cow is now set to standby. Remember that use of contractor override codes is subject to algorithmic review, and that contractors are liable for any missing or delayed cargo linked to the use of their personal override code. Oh, no, you're very welcome, Mixed Cargo Cow. No trouble at all. I just love driving ten hours out to the middle of Hesperia to replace the same damn part for the 15th time this month. Really great scenery up here in the Rust Bowl. Hundred clicks of nothing in every direction. Entirely my pleasure. Okay, us. <clears throat> okay. Let's see how you feel about that. The navigation system of this Yukon Sea Cow is now set to active. Please stand clear of this Yukon Sea Cow within the next 15 seconds. Figure it out. This Yukon Sea Cow has encountered an obstacle. Rebuilding path. There you go. Genius. Path to next highway navigation beacon found. Please stand clear of this Yukon Sea Cow within the next 15 seconds. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, guess it's time to head home. End log. Dispatch, this is Ariel Addison, contract number YMT-309C, ready for today's 1600 sync up. 
Dispatch. You receiving? Okay, RX and TX are both at the top. Could be the antenna assemblies with loose again. Ugh, if this garbage kicks off another round of complaints about late reports, I swear. Confirmed receiving. YMT 309C. This is Red Sky Dispatch, July Lemaire speaking. Current time is 1603 LMST. Hey, Ari. Oh. Oh. Hey, Jules. I didn't... I wasn't sure if it was going to be you on the line today. You know, after... I'm still your designated contact for the second shift, even when we're... frustrated with each other. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I just thought... I don't know. Never mind. <clears throat> Seacal M612 is back on its route. Has some pretty substantial dents that are going to need to be hammered out of the front panel once it gets into the shipping hub in Bogdanov. But it's driving again. Noted. Diagnostics and repair steps. Went for a swap test before running the standard script. I figured if it was the same hardware fault on the pathfinding co-processor board, you know, the one we've seen on the last dozen or so cows that have wandered off, fixing it right off the bat would save everyone a few hours. And it fixed the problem, so no further diagnostics necessary. Right. So, no diagnostic logs to upload then. Okay. Root calls? Same as the others. Marketing inconclusive. You know, the customer doesn't like to see inconclusive on a report with no logs. You saw the policy reminder message they sent last week, right? Of course I saw the message, Jules, but the customer also insists that the components they send us are designed by competent engineers and that they're manufactured from parts that didn't fall out the back of a freight hauler. They also say that the navigation system of the Yukon cargo conveyor and offloader, comma, wheeled, is adequately shielded against electromagnetic interference and designed to recover gracefully from any minor hardware failure, software glitch, or loss of network signal. If I put anything for the root cause that isn't inconclusive, I'll start getting direct blue lines from some visionary gold sugar maple from logistics in the middle of our off hours, and they'll be asking me how I feel about my Yukon extended family, and if anyone at Red Sky knows anyone who might have ties to the IWM. Okay, Ari, I get it. Jeez. I'll find one of the earlier reports and link it to this one. Hopefully that'll be enough. But, that's yeah, not important to you. I'm sorry, do you want to repeat that? I don't think I heard that correctly the first time. I said, I know you don't care about getting the reports right, but I'm the one who has to hear from the customer when they are. Well, maybe if the customer didn't throw a new reporting format at us once a month and actually read the reports instead of making us repeat everything to them over text chat and voice logs and video meetings, I'd be more careful about dotting the T's and crossing the I's. Trying to make sure you keep your job? Unless you've actually decided that you're hey, gonna- I'm not the one who couldn't answer a simple yes or no question. This is not a conversation we should be having over a blue line. Especially not a company blue line during a scheduled sync-up call. No. Yeah. You're right. 
We can cancel the 2200 sync unless something comes up on your end. And then talk when you get home tomorrow. You know, I could be back in New Portland before 2200. I could cut north, come down the old escarpment road into Asidus. Instead of taking the turnpike east halfway to Chalmerstown just to get down to the Rust Belt and then coming all the way back west through New Berlin and across southern Utopia. Don't do that. The system's rooting you the long way around for a reason. They stopped maintaining the beacons on the old road when the Elysian Bypass opened up and the roadway's half gone on some of the switchback corners. It's barely even a road anymore. I can drive at this thing without beacons, Jules, and I know what the conditions are like. Do you remember, we drove up to the Claiborne Point Overlook a month ago. On a sports trike, Ari. Not a ten-ton maintenance rover. I... Look, I'd love to see you home tonight. And I know you know what you're doing out there, but I want you to get home safe. And trying to off-road an eight-wheeled brick down the whole wall of the Rust Belt isn't safe. Even when you know what you're doing. Fine. Just leave the rover on auto. Let it follow the turnpike back and try to get some sleep. Okay? Yeah, I said fine. YMT-309C closing connection. Hey, Ari. Just checking in. Alma said you missed your 0800 sync. Just wanted to make sure you're still getting back sometime this morning. Calm me when you get this. Ari, seriously, if you're receiving this, you need to get back here now. We just lost telemetry for sea cows across half the planet, some sort of big solar glare or something. And if the messages we're getting from the wire from Bogdana and New Berlin or any indication, losing their connection to Yukon's network is making all the sea cows go haywire. It's chaos, and Yukon wants us to fix it. Look, I get it if you don't want to talk to me right now, but if you won't calm me, at least calm Rick so he stops asking me where you are and why you haven't brought your rover back yet. Get here. Hey, Ari. Uh, I know you're upset with me, and... Not all that warm and fuzzy about Red Sky right now, either, but, uh, I haven't heard from you in almost two days now, and, and with the storm and everything, I'm... Look, if this is you trying to make a point, point's been made, and if it's not, just calm me so I know you're okay. Okay? Love you. While a few ships that were on Earth's surface during the worst of the storm have been able to use their radio equipment to relay some priority messages from Earth to government and corporate officials on Luna and Mars, one civilian commander we spoke to said that the process of re-establishing consistent public contact with Earth may take weeks or months due to the sheer number of satellites, habitats, and vessels now disabled in Earth orbit. They also added that caution must be taken to avoid creating what they described as a Kessler-type scenario which would make navigating in low Earth orbit hazardous for years to come. 
You're listening to York Ventura on Redline UA3, the voice of the system. Up next. Well, let's get this over with. Red Sky Technical Services Weekly Progress Update for Contract Week 29. Report written by Lead Team Coordinator Rick Princip. Contract number YMT stroke 300M. It's going to be difficult to judge the performance of our team this week based on the standard Yukon key performance indicators. The hardware problems caused by the recent events off-planet generated more trouble reports for Red Sky to investigate and correct than had been reported in the previous five months of operations combined. Based on the figures provided to us as of 1600 LMST today, we've managed to locate, approach, and replace the damaged hardware on roughly 25% of the sea cows in our designated territory. I know this is substantially below the expected number our Yukon point of contact set for us yesterday, but for a 20-person field team hunting down sea cows spread across a significant percentage of the planet, I believe my team has performed admirably well, especially given given the variety of inefficiencies introduced to our standard procedures by the unprecedented... Give me a rover. Uh, hello to you too, July. It's been three days, Rick. Emergency responders are still booked up solid. Ari's blue line is still off the network and none of the other field techs have seen any sign of them. Not on the turnpike, not on the Elysian Bypass, not nowhere. Give me a rover so I can go and look for them. I can't. You know I can't. We've got every rover we have out there with every tech on the team wrangling strays right now. There's one in the charge dock right now. Came in an hour ago. And the moment it's charged, it needs to be back out there finding lost cattle. Frankly, if I could afford to give you a rover, July, I'd have sent you out cow hunting too. It's been three days. I know. Believe me, I know. But I told everyone to keep an eye out for them while they're out there, and we're scouring practically every major highway in the damn hemisphere. And what if they're not on a major highway? On our last call, they were talking about taking a shortcut down the old road. And I thought I'd talked them out of it, but they decided to try it anyway. Then they should have been back in New Portland before all this madness kicked off. So either they're stuck in traffic somewhere like half the people on this planet right now, or... or unless something happened to them on the way before the storm. Maybe, maybe now they're stranded somewhere. Maybe they're hurt or radiated and unable to contact anyone. And you need to give me a goddamn rover so I can find them. Look, I get that you're worried. I'm worried about them too, but I have to worry about a lot of things right now. We're chasing down who knows how many cows, some of them dead in place, some of them radio silent but still on the move, and the rest either wandering off into the Rust Bowl or doing loops in someone's lawn or trying to monster truck their way over all the other traffic stuck out there. Diazo Kingman is pissed we pulled people off their project to deal with Yukon's slice of this mess, and Yukon's liaison is breathing down my neck. They're talking about taking any damages they decide we could have prevented out of this quarter's bill, and I'm probably going to have to let them, because if I don't, they'll cancel the contract instead. And without the Yukon contract, there is no red sky, and we're all out of a job. Oh, fuck the job. Fuck red sky, fuck Yukon, and 
Fuck you too, Rick. If you're going to tell me that my partner's life and limb is less important than whether some dipshit Terran snowbird, some crappy condo in New Palm Springs gets his goddamn laser the day on time. This job is already killing this goddamn relationship and I'm not going to let it kill them too. I'm sorry, July. I, I knew I'd heard you two have been fighting some, but I didn't realize. They keep talking about, about wanting to get out. Out of the job. Out of New Portland. Off Mars entirely. Sometimes there's a plan attached, you know? Finding a secondhand cargo skiff. Doing freelance runs to the belt. Just be our own bosses. Other times it's just, I wonder if I could fuck up just bad enough that the customer would make Rick get rid of me, but not so bad that he'd want to fire me outright. And then, when they talked about leaving, they'd talk about it like it'd be both of us going, but I mean, I, I grew up on Mars. I like it here. I like living in a gravity well and having air outside the windows. And even if it smells like turpentine on hot days and rains a little gritty, I... <laughs> I always thought... I always thought we'd save up enough to retire to a crappy condo in New Palm Springs. Order our own stupid laser bidet. Not shoot off into space to run odd jobs and scrape to survive until we either die of equipment failure or get lost in the dark somewhere. Tuesday night. The night before all the chaos started. I found out Ari'd had someone at the bank run a credit check for us to see how much spaceship we could afford, hypothetically. I got mad and said they shouldn't do stuff like that without discussing it first. We thought some. But when they finally asked me straight out, if I did it, if I found a way to leave, you would come with me, wouldn't you? I couldn't answer them. I just stood there for what felt like a goddamn hour trying to come up with something and they... And then they left. That's... Damn. Yeah. And I know it doesn't make sense, but all I can think about is whether they'd be here and safe right now if I'd just, uh, I'd just had an answer. Here. What's this? Like I said, I don't have a rover to spare, but take my hopper. It was in under the dome when the storm hit. Should be working okay. The fuel cells aren't 100% full, but it should get you up and down the rust belt and you'll get a better view from the air anyway. I'm not a pilot, Rick. 
<laughs> Neither am I. It mostly flies itself. You just tell it where to go. Easier than driving a trike, and I know you can handle one of them. Go. Get out there and find them. And send me a message when you know if... Well, when you know. I will. Thank you. Like I said, I'm worried about them, too. Go on. Get out there. Okay. Good luck. Let's give this one more try. One more try. And if you don't get it, you can take a break. Alright? Alright. Okay. Step one. Get your rump off the dash and onto the back of the driver's seat. Good. Step two. Reach up and grab the bunk frame. Use that and your good leg to stand up. Okay. Now. Now, you use the bunk to lever yourself up onto the side of the workbench. Thusly. Good. Almost there. Rear hatch release is less than a meter away. All you've got to do is hold on to the equipment rack, lean out, and... Oh, no. No, you do not. You do not unscrew from the panel now, you son of a... Fuck. What? What is... What is that? <laughs> oh, really? That's so. You think it's time for another daily status report, do you? You know what? Fine. You want to know my status? Let's give you a status report. <sighs> Begin reports. Ariel at... <coughs> Ariel Addison speaking. Contract number... Who gives a fuck? I don't remember. Either you know who I am, or you don't. Overall status is... Change from the recording I made earlier. Whatever it was, my rover is still nose down in a hollow somewhere off the old escarpment road, probably about halfway down the rust belt. Front access hatch is still pinned closed by rocks. Rear access hatch is still pointed skyward. My left leg. Still... Definitely broken. Oh, thought we had a rib or two. I'm pretty sure I'm not sending out any kind of call for help. 
haven't heard anything on any of the standard bands. No blue line. No red line. Not even on the green line transmission, so... Either I scraped all the antennas off in the crash, or something very weird or very bad is going on out there. Arkham says it's probably the first, but... The radiological alarm was making some pretty angry noises for a while there, and... I've had zero traffic pass by outside, so... Who knows? It's a lonely road, but it shouldn't be that lonely. <laughs> On the right side, power levels are holding steady, so I can record as many of these goddamn reports as I want. And the computer says I've got plenty of food and water, which would be a comfort if the spigot and ration packs weren't at the back of the rover, and therefore several meters directly above me now, along with the first aid kit and the manual emergency beacon. Ugh. Turns out this rover may not have been designed for one-legged vertical operation. Jules, looks like you were right. I shouldn't have taken the old road. If you're hearing this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for storming off. I'm sorry for not talking to you before I... Well, anyway. I'm sorry. You should know, for all I talked about leaving, I was never going to leave without you. You've been... <coughs> You've been the one thing worth staying here for. fucked up and thirsty as hell, but I'm alive. Try not to move. Thanks. Figure that one out the hard way. Uh, I'll... I'll go get help or no. Well, I'll... Shit, I... I don't want... I don't just want to leave you here. There's an emergency beacon. Back of the rover. Yellow box. Send it up. Should have someone here within... 20 minutes. Okay. It, it might take longer than that. It's a kind of chaos out there right now, but huh, I'm just glad I found you. Yeah. Me too. The heck did you come in on anyway? Ship? I borrowed Rick's hopper. 
Rick's Hopper. That overpriced Sky Jalopy. Does he know you borrowed it? He gave me the key himself. It must be chaos right there. Okay, that's the beacon taken care of. And I grabbed some water, here. Still only moderately fucked up? No change in the last 30 seconds, dispatch. You don't... Well, I was about to say you don't have to worry about me, but... Given present circumstances, I... I'm not sure you believe me, so... Hey, Ari. Let's... Let's get out of here. Yeah, that... That's what the emergency beacon was for. No, I mean... I mean, after we get you rescued and all, that's... Let's go. Like you've been talking about. I've got a feeling shit prices are gonna be dropping for a... For the next little while. Especially for folks willing and able to do their own system overhauls. But we could make a go of it. Freelance. Jules, what's going on out there? A lot. I'll tell you later. So, what do you say? <laughs> and here I thought I'd be the one asking you. Yeah. Let's get off this rock. God, that's pretty. The sun? <laughs> no, your face. Of course, the sun. I imagine what's going on is something terrible. A solar flare, a supernova or something. And there are a lot of people getting hurt out there, but look at all these colors. And also your face is pretty. People are getting hurt here. But yeah, it's something, all right. How are you doing? Um, I'm okay. Looks like uh, O2's at 88, uh, CO2's at 20, lethal limit, life support steady, uh, temperatures regulations online, cool 21 degrees right now. You? Ship's dead in the water, but otherwise okay. Backup 8-vac and Atmo are on. Lights haven't kicked in yet. I'm using the lantern. Propulsion's offline for the foreseeable future. Blue line is dark, but on black line, I'm reading you clear. Line of sight communication is an almost indestructible thing. Yeah. How long do you think it'll hold? How long do you think I can go in a straight line? True. Yeah? Do you ever wonder why we come out here? I seem to recall someone had the bright idea of mudlarking Mercury. <laughs> no, not you and me, everyone. Humanity. Like, why would we ever go into the black at all? I don't know. No, no, come on, think about it. Why don't we just stay on Terra? 
We have a good thing going there. Air, water, plenty of biomass to process. Why do any of us decide to give that up for the, the, all this space? Things aren't that great on Earth. Not for most people. I know that, but think of it this way. What happens if you're born poor in the belt, or on Vesta, or Eunomia? Everyone else is just as poor as you are. So you do what you can to help each other, and make sure your kids are a little better off. Okay, fine, that's not what I... Uh, what about on Luna? Uh, say you're a station rat, no family, no anything. What happens to you? What do you do? Anything you got to. And maybe you make it, maybe you don't. Exactly. You salvage, or scrounge, or steal to keep yourself in food and no two. Stay out of the air debt long enough to grow up. If you do, maybe you get a real job there? Or maybe you earn passage to one of the asteroids? Or maybe you never get more than a day ahead. Maybe you sneak onto a ship, trying to get anywhere but there. Maybe you suffocate in the hold. What's your point? Just... that's not how it is on Terra. If you don't like where you are, you leave. Just... walk away. Get on transit. You can jump cargo transports and ride them wherever you want. You don't have to worry about how you're going to breathe or if decompression will pop your eyeballs. It's bad, sure, but there the bad isn't going to kill you. What do you call dying of starvation? Or heavy metal poisoning? Or fuck, dysentery? Water can't be clean. All those people shitting and drinking right in the same place with no recycling system? That's not the bad killing you? Yeah, but it's not the same. On Terra, you aren't going to run out of air. I... Hey, remember that time we hit the dye pen together? The time at Delaney or the one in New Philly? <laughs> I forgot about New Philly. Uh, but yeah, the time on Delaney. Of course I remember. What about it? I was just thinking... You know how I acted like I knew what I was doing? Buying it, taking it, everything? Yeah? That was the first time. What? It was the first time I'd bought drugs or done drugs. I'd never even bioprinted jailbroken alcohol. Are you serious? You were so calm. Yeah. You really wanted to try it. And I could tell you wouldn't on your own. I mean, it sounded fun, but also I didn't want to let you down. <laughs> Asshole. You could have just said that. It was the first time you thought I was even a little bit cool. I wasn't going to mess that up. So why do you think we do it? What? Drugs? No, what I was saying before, come out here, trade our homes for the, the emptiness? Don't know what you're talking about, home. Not all of us are Terran trust fund babies. My home is on Hector. No, I mean bigger than that. Our home as a species, the home of humanity. I don't know, Shan, okay? Is that what you're looking to hear? I don't know why we come out here. I don't know why we'd rather be falling into the sun in a plastic bag rather than safe and sound somewhere we can just walk around and breathe as much as we like, okay? I'm not trying to upset you. It's fine. It's just... 
with everything that's happening. Do you think now's really the time for... What else are we supposed to do? I could be trying to figure out how to rescue you. You can't. We both know that. You aren't going to get propulsion back online anytime soon. And I'm figuring the net and arm are probably offline permanently. And I'm... So what better time to think about the motivations that got us here, uh, evolutionarily speaking? How are things looking over there? About the same. Lights keep flickering, but they aren't staying. I'm trying to redirect to the net arm, but it doesn't want to start working. It's okay. Really? Worry about life support. Not the engines or the net. But if I can get one of them working, we can- Already too far away for that to work. Even if you get partial power back, there's no way you'll have enough to get closer. And then back out of the gravity well? There isn't anything either of us can do. So talk to me. At least make it a little bit easier, okay? Fine. What are your readings? O2's at 80. Life support's fine. Temperature's climbing a little bit, but I'm okay. Okay. Shan. You know what I think? I think we'd rather be brave. Humans. On the whole, I mean. I think we'd rather prove to ourselves we'll do it, throw ourselves at impossible odds, than admit we don't have the courage to do it. Even... Especially when the it could get us killed. We'd rather get killed than get killed doing something brave. I think we're out here because someone looked up at the sky and thought, that scares me, and knew they had to confront it. Maybe that's true for Terrans, but not Belters. What do you mean? Sure, maybe people who were born with their feet on actual dirt are afraid of the Black, but us? We were born here. Space, it's in our blood. We're not afraid of it. We treat the Black with respect, but not fear. That's a dirt cider thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Shan, what happened? You okay? Uh, radiation spike? Suit's still filtering, not much leak through. How much? Not much? How much? Uh, around 1,500 microsieverts. Okay. That's not great. No. You saved my life once. On Io. Did you know that? Once? What do you mean, once? How many times do you think you've saved my life? A few. What? Okay, the thing on Ceres. The time with that ex-years at Nowhere Station. The pissed off chorus bulls on that one moon. Uh, New New Vegas. Vesta. Uh, with okay, Lear on Jupiter. fine. Forget it then. But what about Io? I'm sure you can reflect on all those other times you swooped in. Come on. Come on. True, come on. You labeled all our gas cans. What? You labeled all our canned air. For the exosuits and the ship. 
sure I always do. It's just good practice. You label them too. I don't color code them. I just think it's easier. You can find what you want just by looking at them. Exactly. Still, I don't see what this has to do with me saving your life on IO. Remember the hole puncture while we were landing? Oh, yeah, that, that was exciting. Exciting? I was in a hurry to get my suit on. Just grabbed the canister nearest me and was going to plug it in because of course it was O2, it was right next to the suits. But when I start to connect it, there's this neon pink label. Pink label. That's going to be CO2, not O2. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, you saved my life. Again. Asshole. What do you think's happening out there? Beltward? Yeah. It can't be good. Communications blackouts for sure. Ship's nav systems offline. The EMP alone... Based on what hit us, it had to have gone, probably, all the way to Jupiter. With these flares, or whatever they are, it's our size and a whole lot of pure dumb luck we didn't get melted into a lump of slag. The lunar bubbles... There's no way they could avoid getting straight up slapped with it. Heat and radiation, both. What about Terra? How would it have affected Earth? They're probably fine. Natural atmosphere probably could filter the worst of it. I mean, there's no way they've got comms either, but like always, Terra gets a pass. I don't even want to think about what probably happened to the orbitals, though. Oh, shit. Shan, your family. Yeah. I'm probably being way too dramatic. I mean, yeah, they're going to lose comms and stuff, but look at us. We didn't even lose Atmo. But like you said, it was blind luck. Maybe they got lucky too. Or, more likely, they're rich. The platform probably had radiation shielding up the ass. I'm sure they- Don't lie. There's no point. It's not like I'm gonna be around to see how, if, they get through. Anyway, I don't like them. And they don't like me. Uh, my parents didn't care when I left, and I don't really think some system-wide disaster is going to make them start. They haven't even calmed me in a year. I'm sorry. Me too. Hey, but at the very least, they can't remind me of how disappointed they are in my rejection of our family name and business. There's that. They're fuckheads. Your family. Yeah. Why do you say it, though? You've never disappointed me. Thanks? No, that... You've just always... You're the most reliable partner I've ever had. You never take shortcuts. You do everything the right way, every time. You notice the bullshit things that I don't think about. Thanks. That didn't sound right. What I meant is, you don't overlook stuff, or blow it off because it'll probably be fine. You don't blow anything off. I mean, there are some things I'd like to blow on. I'm trying to give you a compliment, asshole.
You're good at things, Shan. A lot of things. And you're great to work with and to be friends with. I'm glad... <clears throat> Why did you come out here? I never asked. To space? Yeah. Off Earth. You were really set down there. Or on your family's orbital, I guess. Why the hell would you give that up? Because space scared me. What? It scared me. The black, the emptiness. I'd look out at it and all I could think about was just drifting away and going on forever. This whole situation is kind of ironic if you think about it. Anyway, I came out here because I was afraid to and didn't want to live a life with a fear hanging over my head like that. Like I said, I think humans would rather be brave and dead. I'm not an exception. What about you? Chan? Why are you out here? Hey. Here, here. Come in. You grew up on Hector. Come in. I, I can't... More legitimate. Okay. Got you. Reception faded for a second. You still there? Still here. It's starting to get a little warm, though. Shit. Not too bad. Uh, suit's reading at just about 20 degrees. That's a nice summer day back home. God, fuck. Fuck, Shan, we... There has to be something we... Maybe I can go exo. I'll double tether and bring out a tow cable. My suit thrusters can probably get me most of the way to you. I can... I don't know. I can rig a launcher for the cable. That should take it far enough for you to grab it, then I... It wouldn't have worked 20 minutes ago. It's really not going to work now. The explosion pushed me off the side of the ship too fast, and you couldn't reach me before... And who knows what's going on with Soul there. Maybe as soon as you're exo, he spits out something else, and bam, you're drifting too. Or something else blows up and whiplashes you back around, and you slam into the hull. If that happens, who's going to get paid for the cerium scrap we skimmed out of Mercury's orbit? If I'm going to die, someone should get something out of it. You're not going to die. Don't think there are really any other options. I'm kind of in the middle of falling into the sun. At least it's happening at a nice steady rate. Something to be said for the lack of inertia and zero G. God. I'm sorry. This is all my fault. You wouldn't have even been out there if I had just been happy with what we... If I hadn't wanted to try another run. We could have kept the net set like it was. We didn't need to do a second pass. We have plenty of... God, I'm so stupid. And greedy. I'm sorry. Fuck, Hey, I'm sorry. whoa, hey. It's okay. It'll be okay. It's not your fault. You didn't make me do anything. We're partners, remember? You don't get to give me orders. I wanted to do another sweep just as bad as you did, so I guess we're both greedy. I should have gone out. <laughs> I'm better at rigging, and you know it. And neither of us had any idea that whatever this is was going to happen. Or that the compressor would rupture. This isn't anyone's fault. I mean, outside of the laws of physics, which I'm pretty sure had something to do with whatever's happening inside the star. Shan? Come on, connect. I'm absolutely sure is the reason I'm flying away from you and towards Seoul. Okay. 
What are your readings? CO2 is 60% lethal. And a nice round 30 degrees. Radiation? It's a... Uh, one sec. Uh, 10 millisieverts. <sighs> okay. Good. Your suit's holding... Mildy? If it makes you feel better, I'm gonna die before I have the chance to get cancer. Hey, true? Yeah? How come we... How come we never dated? What? How come we never dated? We've been flying together for five years. Five and a half. Yeah, long time. You're brilliant and gorgeous and independent and I mean, you're just amazing. Why didn't I ever ask you out? I, uh, I mean, I didn't think you, um, I didn't, I mean, what? Why didn't I ask you out? I had no idea you thought about me like that. Thought about? Think about? Since when? Since that very first day in the rabbit's foot. Oh. Well, that is new information. You turned me down. When I asked you to sleep with me. Yeah, it was... difficult. But I mean, I don't... I don't want to sleep with you. I wanted to be with you, not just mess around, you know? I shouldn't have said anything. It wasn't, I mean, it isn't a problem. It's never been a problem. We've got a good thing going here. As partners, not... Partners, I wouldn't mess that up. And everyone knows the fastest way to break up a partnership is to start sharing a bunk when someone's got their feelings involved. Sure, you're clever and strong and beautiful and... Anyway, you weren't single. First you were seeing that salvager, Tess, and then that girl from Ceres. Elaine. Yeah, her. So even if it hadn't been a terrible idea, and even if you hadn't been totally uninterested, there never was time to- Who said I was uninterested? I'm sorry, what? You asshole! Wh what You have been attracted to me this whole damn time? For five and a half fucking years? Yes? Why, in the name of all this fucking seas of Europa, did you not say something? I, I didn't think you felt oh okay. Well, shit. Fucking shit is right. Well, how? I'm genuinely upset I'm gonna die. Shan? Yeah? How are you feeling? I'm okay. What are your readings? CO2, uh, 87% lethal limit, temp at 32.7, radiation's at about 50 millisieverts. Fuck. 
It's okay, it's... It's really not that bad. Once you get used to it. Is... Is there anyone... Do you want to say anything to anyone? Should I, uh... Should I tell your family what happened? No. They... Won't care. Wouldn't understand anyway. They're... Fine. With being afraid. It wouldn't matter... To them... That I was brave enough to... Alright. It matters to me that you were brave. Shan? Shan? Come on. Come on, come back, Shan. Don't do this, please don't. Come on, Shan, come in. Come in, Shan! You goddamn asshole. Of course you got the last word. I don't think you told me the truth, though. You didn't come out here to confront your fears. To prove that you could do it. You came out here because we all seek out our own kind. You were already one of us. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. The first segment on Rocky Ground was written by James Big and edited by Eric Seguente. Ariel Ari Addison was voiced by Vic Collins. The Yukon Sea Cow is played by Bunny. July Lemaire was voiced by Meredith McKee. York Ventura is played by Sean Guinness. Rick Princip was voiced by M. German. Second segment, My Stars Will Never Leave Me, was written and directed by Lisa Guente and edited by Eric Seguente. Shan was voiced by JPG, Jason Patrick Gallet. True was voiced by Mel Nichols. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Freitag with vocals by Jeremiah and lyrics by Scott Paladin. You can find links to learn more about our cast and crew in our show notes and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com. Breathing Space, Fading Frontier is a Law of Names production. <laughs>